0: When you hear the name Tom Arnold, chances are music isn't the first thing to come to mind. This is a very different interview than we've done in the past. And it's full of surprises. For instance, did you know Tom Arnold played drums in a country Western band when he was younger? Neither did we. We were also so surprised to find out that Tom Arnold, legendary comedian and actor and troublemaker is also very sweet. He's an amazing dad. And he was a fantastic guest on Bothering the Band. All right. Hey, Tom, what's going on, man? How are you? Not much. How you doing? I'm doing well. So my name's Ryan. This is my producer, Abby. We can't thank you enough for doing this.
1: Thank you. Who's uh, Martha Sunshine? That's Abby on her darker days.
0: She's my yeah. angrier alter ego.
1: I, I get that. I completely relate <laughs> to that.
0: Yeah. So, uh, as you know, this is a, a music-based podcast, um, but you're a musician. Your rap is, is yeah.
1: blown up. That's, oh, that's right. There, <laughs> Sasha, what are you doing? Hey, Sasha. I have these positions so you can see. Oh, you like. you like one chair on each side so it looks even. My kids' gamer chairs are right here in here. You know, my kids are 8'5". Is that good? Let me just see. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Whatever. Put that smiley face somewhere, oh. too. <laughs> it's very fun. I've got that Sunshine out here, so just put it in front of the TV or something. Just <laughs> somewhere where it gives smiley face. I'll move you over a little bit like this. Love There's a, love so much kid crap, you know. I get it. Put it right there in front of the door because mm-hmm. then, and do the smile forward here, and uh, then the kids come crashing in, like right here next to that chair, like next to the the pilot. Show me that pilot. Let me show. Them. Let me show those. These blue, my kid, Jax. There was a wind star, but all these blue in the yard, so he thought, they are ours." He's got a bunch of. Alright, <laughs> Okay, children. here we go. <laughs> Hi guys. They're in the video too with as Ashid. I know, uh, I know. I'm a drummer. I'm a so I'm gonna, sushi. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Kids, ready? give me some time.
0: <laughs> All right. Um okay. so like I was saying, it's a music-based podcast, but we're just big fans here. So thank you so much for doing yeah, that. Okay, I'm okay. ready whenever you're ready. Cool? I'm ready. I'm ready, All ready right. Abby, you ready? Go for it. All right, so just tell us, what's your relationship to music? Are you a big music fan?
1: Well, I'm a huge music fan. You know, music is important to me for my peace of mind. I grew up playing music in a Southeast Iowa in a country rock band and and started performing live when I was 14 with my sixth of seven stepfathers. <laughs> and so, but it's it's always been uh, it, and it gets even more important. I'm 62. My kids are eight and five. And so there's songs that are on TikTok, which they think are their songs, which are actually my songs. <laughs> and, and once they're on TikTok, then suddenly they're hip or cool or whatever. But, you know, uh, uh, I, I, they've each played some instruments, but I also don't want to force them. Like I play drums because mm-hmm. I think this can going to be cool and then I can sing and play drums in a band which it was, but, uh, but I want them to, uh, to discover music on their own.
0: Oh, that's brilliant. Who yes. are some of your favorites just off the top of your head?
1: Well, growing up, you know, I, uh, Creed's Clearwater Revival was, uh, and, 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 uh, you know, John Fogarty later in life, uh, lived two doors down for me, as huh. did Brian, Brian Wilson lived a couple of doors down the other side. And I love the Beach Boys too, but you know, a lot of country music early on and, yeah. uh, you know George Jones, and uh, and uh, you know later in life again. You know I love I love Willie Nelson for forever, and, and it was funny we were back in Iowa last October for Halloween because they didn't have it here, and uh, and so we we went to my hometown of Tom Iowa for Friday, and then to Des Moines the big city for Saturday, and on the drive up there, uh, Sasha films a lot of stuff without me knowing it. <laughs> you know, it's a terrible angle to be filmed for, for me anyway from right here, but, uh, Willie Nelson came on and my kids are like, it sucks. And I gave them a very serious lecture about who Willie Nelson is, what he is for humanity and potentially important in their future. If they ever get in the marijuana business. So, you know, I try to get these, uh, life uh, lessons, but, you know, I still, I get touched by, you know, um, uh, the 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 you know old country songs you know very touching to me because you know, it very visceral you know a lot of old music but but uh, i sang my daughter to sleep for the first uh, couple years of her life to george jones the bar the bars are still close or no the bars are all closed it's four in the morning you know i sang that whole song uh, you could I shut you can tell I shut them all down by the shape that I'm in and just sang the whole and she really got used to that I noticed early when she was about three she started listening to that song and so you know it's a beautiful song it's not a necessarily a kid's song it's probably a warning to my kids because <laughs> my dad certainly did a lot of that but you know I I like uh, you know beautiful music and, and uh you know um and I also like rock and roll. As I grew up, I rebelled, so I got out of the country rock and went straight into rock. And um, you know, uh, you know, I was uh, the member of the Kiss Army. <laughs> my, oh man, I should have until, until I found out my little brother was, then it was over. <laughs> uh, and you know, that's a band that I have a relationship with in adulthood too. And uh, you know, it's it's always strange when these these gods. At goddesses that, that you know see uh, growing up in a little town, and then you you get to know them, uh, you know, and, and uh, it's an amazing uh, it's an amazing thing.
0: Absolutely! Wow. Well said, my man. That's uh that's incredible. As a dad myself, I I totally understand. It's um, do you find your kids gravitating towards surprising music of yours? Because for instance, my daughter for some weird reason punk rock. She hits on yeah. the cadence of, of yeah. weird punk rock music. She yeah. loves Kiss too. Shout it out yeah. loud was her favorite song forever. Yeah, Which is well, weird.
1: you do. My kids are drawn to uh, thrash metal just to, because they're drawn to this. Yeah, and, and, you know Slipknot's from where I'm from, so and so you know I'm a big Slipknot fan. And they and also Slipknot does uh, puts on a freaking show.
0: I they saw put on a them fucking in New
1: show. And so I, I, said, these guys are from Des Moines, guys, where Dad's from, and you know they're, you know, if you like horror movie, if you, you, there's a lot to like about Slipknot, you know, and uh, so they, it's, you know, I, I, let them listen to their the music they want. I pay attention to it. There certainly, it's when we were young, you couldn't say fuck in a in mm. a, bit, a bit song, but it's everywhere now. Even the sweet teenage uh, boys and girls justin Bieber says "fuck" all the yes. time and <laughs> and uh somebody i have in common with my kids like megan the stallion is i always say that's your future stepmother kids right there <laughs> but they they love it and they love uh uh a uh, little sweetie and bet that song best friend that just keeps and so uh you know they i kind of listen for what they like my daughter will point out a dirty word she's five and, and uh and my son will you know he, he doesn't point them out he gets but i think dirty words uh first of all i think they're those words are amazing i mm-hmm. think fuck is an amazing word important uh um, and uh and they they tend to slip into the stuff um you know, but my son likes to blast it by the pool there. And that's just unacceptable. Because <laughs> I just don't want to put the neighbor, first of all, I don't want the neighbors nowhere here. Second of all, I don't want them to know how bad we are. And uh, <laughs> But I love it. And uh, my final, you know, a I, I, uh, big musical influence was, I lived from 1983 to 1988 in Minneapolis. And was buddies with the Replacements and and the guys from uh, the Husker Du, I loved oh, and... I got to know Prince personally. And I knew him, because I worked at First Avenue, which is, you know, I was doing stand-up comedy, but there's a big crossover between comics yeah. and, and musicians. And I always think musicians are actually funnier because their road stories are just better because they're with the band. And, and, you know, as a comic, you're on the road, you're by yourself, whatever. But because they'll tell you just brutal stories that are so funny. And so I enjoyed them a lot, but Prince... When I first went to Minneapolis, I was filming Purple Rain at, at First Avenue. And, and, you know, everybody knew he was amazing, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and everybody from, you know, around him. And so eventually, uh, uh, one night I got asked to play basketball at Paisley Park, uh, like at three 3.30 wow. in the morning. And he was, he and his buddies were geared up. I mean, they're really good. <laughs> like, it's I know Dave Chappelle has a, uh, from his show... Yeah, uh, some stuff about that. But I'm telling you, they were amazing. But he was a guy that that uh, was a night owl that liked to play basketball. And he was very, very good. And then they came out here to perform, you know, after I was very well known. And and uh, they were over at the the uh, Hollywood Bowl. And I was in the front with uh, somebody. And he he's motioning. He's getting people up out of the audience. Prince is to sing 1999 with him. Mm -hmm. And he points to me. He's got a cane at the time he was doing that. And I'm like, me? He goes, yeah, get up here. And so uh, you get to – everybody knows the freaking words to 1999. I mean, you just don't – there's a problem if you don't, the chorus. Mm-hmm. And it got to me, and he was kind of dancing around. He had the mic, and then he put the mic in my face to say, uh, you know, 2000, zero, zero, whatever. And I forgot it. I get, I was there. And then he pulled it away, and then he came back around the next chorus, and just started fucking with me. Like, he put it up. I go, no, I told him, I got it this time. Come over here. And he put it up. I'd start singing it. And he'd pull it away. And it was funny. And then in the parking lot afterwards, the guy that played Urkel fucking dogged me. Like, people were just <laughs> trashing me. Because it was so ridiculous. But still an honor. Still an honor.
0: Wow. You got some tails, I bet. Playing, yeah. bas- playing basketball with Prince. That's incredible.
1: Yeah. Well, they be- Rick, he was a you know he was a really good athlete uh, when he was growing up in, in Minneapolis. So then he and his buddies, you know, they uh, but they played uh, they played a lot out there at night, and uh, and uh, it, he, his guys were better than you know it was us <laughs> coming from the bar and uh, and uh, he, but his guys were just better athletically because you you and you think well they're not going to be, but they were and it was a tough physical game, you know, that's a, uh, which is kind of a Midwest thing, but, you know, he was a very funny guy too. People don't probably realize how funny he was a very sad story. Uh, his ending, which is very, uh, which is something that happens as we know a lot too much in our business or any other business where just one day, it just, you know, I mean, it, with him, his, his addiction wasn't just one day. Mm-hmm. But in that day, just, you know, in between getting help, which he was, and and uh, it's just very serious. And uh, the opioid stuff is, you know, it's the worst.
0: It's the worst. It's no fucking joke. Man, um, I don't even know how to segue from that. But that is, man, I feel like we could talk about that moment in your life forever. Uh this is. I have to preface this question because we've asked other guests this, and it's just fitting that we ask you this. What is your favorite Tom Arnold film?
1: Oh, well, I've been at uh, hundred and thirty-two, uh, and I used to say it four good ones, but there you <laughs> I just filmed the movie with Machine Gun Kelly a couple three three weeks ago, maybe that 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 he co-directs and. He's doing a really great job. And it's a, uh, um, and there's another, the co-director is a, he's a rapper from Minneapolis or from Minnesota, but they're doing a great job. It's hilarious. He seems to have a great, uh, you know, he's a really nice guy and that's great. Get text you know, him
0: to get, tell him to do
1: the podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll text his girlfriend and see if she'll have to, but, <laughs> but um, no, uh, um, you know, I mean, people love True Lies because it, it's something it holds up. It was like when music holds up. And by the mm. way, music from my youth, I don't know how old you are, but these guys that, you know, they call, they, they, the, what do they call What kind of tours where it's the, they're not the oldies. They don't go that far, but yeah. classics Whatever. and they just, that music from, you know, the seventies, it, it, the rock music really fucking holds up. Yeah. You know, I got a, I was out back and what just went through a, you know, how you get on uh, iTunes, you get a, that sits in the 70s. I thought, well, I'll listen to a couple and then I'll get off of that thing. And it was just, you know, everything that from fog hat to just people fucking rocked, you know. And, and I also loved when punk rock started. Yeah. You know, uh, Steve Jones is a buddy of mine. He's been a buddy of mine for a long time. And uh, they also were funny. You know, the Sex Pistols, those other, these other people that had Uh, Senses of humor and and again in Minneapolis they had the big first avenue the big stage then they had the 7th Street Entry Mm -hmm. where you got to see that's where I saw the Chili Peppers the first time that you know it was a small and and very punk and uh, you know the Minutemen people that it it was excellent and so you know you, you just have to figure out well what is it what is it I like about this music now in my life well it, it it you know reminds me of a simpler, fun uh, fan experience at a simpler time. But it also fucking fires you up, and I think that there's nothing wrong with any of that.
0: Man, I feel like we could talk music all fucking day. So we're big punk rock people. We are a little older than we we look. Um, we were just talking. I think you'll appreciate this. Probably this week at some point, we're saying that our generation we went backwards with music more than this generation, meaning like it's younger people don't know as much about older music as our generation did. Like Abby loves, Zeppelin's her favorite. Oh yeah, there. Cool. You know, You like, it was almost like homework with our, however you were raised for us to be like, go backwards almost. Like I remember, my mom being like, you have to listen to Hank Williams. You have oh, yes. to listen to Barbara Streisand. You have yeah. to listen to Bob Marley. Yeah. And like all this shit, you know?
1: Earl King is one of those. Oh, but you know, you're right. And uh, I keep wondering, are these songs that are my kids' songs, will they, when they're as old as me, know all the songs? Like, mm-hmm. I can, you know, uh, the Man for Man, uh, Earth Man, Blighted by the Light, their version of Springsteen song, is as soon as that comes on, I feel I'm in my car, I'm 16, I'm hammered, I'm on a date. That song, you know, you hear it on your shitty car radio, and you're like, oh, there's something else out there, you know, and it takes me right back to that to that moment with that person. And, and there are a lot of, of uh, songs and, and uh, bands and musicians that, that do that. And, you know, I know, you know, you go you go on the serious the seventies, and you know every single like it's not like some weird, like I kind of do that, but but and I wonder if my kids' music is going to be mean as much to them as, as mine does to me. Uh, it doesn't seem possible.
0: <laughs> it doesn't I just maybe it's a the amount or or just the how hard older generations had to work for that music. We had to work for our music. Yeah. And what
1: we had was our parents' records and tapes and yeah. all of that. We didn't have instant music mm-hmm. at our fingertips all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's true. How- that's true. Like, the, the obviously, the Beatles and were people mm-hmm. I heard from my parents. And, and uh, you know, but I noticed later in life they stopped listening to music. <laughs> they gave <laughs> up on life. And, and that's something that I haven't done. Like, it is so important. You know, and again, I got to play drums with the Highwaymen, the Willie and Waylon, all the time, because I did Farm Aid. I was one of those of Farm Aid. And, and uh, uh, you know, that. so they're like, you you get to set in. Not that I'm a great drummer, but because of my, you know, I mean, I, I, there's so many things where I got to sit in with Chaka Khan, with all these people. And uh, I, I just, uh, it, I, th- I find it even more enjoyable when I'm not sitting in. And so, mm-hmm. like, I think of the 94... Woodstock Chris Farley and I were got to be hosts of that which was a uh, this you know, sort of life-changing experience for me I wasn't old enough for the first Woodstock I mean I've watched it I've listened to it you know because it's well documented and there are so many moments for that but this 25 uh, year anniversary was you know, it was a, it was, it was a big deal and uh, and to be chosen to be one of the hosts of it you know, Chris and I, it was a big, uh, big compliment. And you really, you know, there, there's a lot of things I'm very grateful for musically. And that's uh, certainly one of them.
0: Man, it's like peeling an onion with you. How connected you are to music as like in general and very specific. Um, two things. One, I literally today saw a post of Farley at Woodstock 94 holding Shannon Hoon.
1: Oh yeah, like, Porsche. Yeah, we loved him. Yeah, he was a member of our group. He was boy, great. He, I'll tell you what. What a sweet boy he was. And uh, you know, sometimes when you you have to be a bit of an asshole to really get sober. You really you got to dig down deep and just selfishly say, "Fuck it." I everything. Fuck everything. This is about me. Yeah. I'm gonna take care of me or the young me, which is a nice trick to do. Uh, and and Shannon was just. Very sweet, you know, and of course, he could have uh, made it, but but he, uh, you know, it was just one of those another one of those uh, tragedies that happened. And it's yeah. good to be reminded of that, too, you know.
0: Oh, of course. Um, I also saw a post
1: of your son breaking the pool net today. Oh, yes, Up there yesterday. Yeah, he did last night, and uh, we do, uh, we have a lot of, we have a very impressive security system here in the house with 21 cameras all together inside out and uh, mostly it was uh for in case uh their mom showed up like she would show up and break into the house this sounds like a rock and roll story yeah break into the house and call the cops from inside my house and so um but but we do this thing where if he gets in a fight with his little sister and she'll say he started it no he started it, we'll sit down and go okay people's court let's watch what exactly happened and uh, I found myself assuming the worst of my son because I assume he's a very big kid and I was the oldest of five boys (laughs) so I know the worst because I did it and uh but 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 when I've assumed the, the I always take a breath now because those are the times when it didn't happen like the video I shot where he came in the bedroom with that broken thing I'm like He's like, yeah, I just wanted to show you I had the wind. And it was so windy here in L.A. yesterday. I don't know if you watched any of the baseball game, but it was so windy. And mm-hmm. so to watch that and sit there and watch it and then get to the end. And uh, and it was funny because he was in the potty. And I, t- I took that video and I texted it to him. And then I get back. Sorry. But we, we had a really good talk. There's so many opportunities to parent with your kids. Things that come up. Maybe <laughs> – that you hear music that you don't think is appropriate, whatever. It's a good conversation to have, and to what this means and that means, and, and, and that's a real good conversation because he can tell me uh, anything, and he can you know break anything. I'm a pretty, but you can't lie to me.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: not just because I'm going to figure it out, but but because it, it's 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 not okay. Then by the the uh, big uh, umbrella that was is over my exercise equipment. I look in there on the monitor, it's in the pool. And I'm like, oh, fuck, he went fucking back out there. And threw I go, what? And he's like, hey, your umbrella's in the pool. I didn't do it. The wind blew it all the way over. And the base of it is just pure metal about this big. And it had moved 35 feet. And somehow the pool, the big giant umbrella's upside down the pool. So uh, we watched it, and it really was. The wind just picked it up like the Wizard of Oz and slammed it up against the pool. So, you know, the three me and uh, him and his little sister last night, we we tried to go out every night and look at the moon and the stars. And uh, and we went out and fished that giant, it has a heavy ass umbrella to get out of the pool because of the water. But we all sat there and uh, figured it out. And I'm glad I didn't assume the worst. Yeah. they usually don't. I've never seen him do two things in a row, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, yeah. but but you know, uh, it, I think it's, it's also too important to kids to know, Oh, your parents are watching, like they're paying attention to you. You get, I give a, I have a lot of leeway with my kids, you know? Uh, But, but I, uh, but I, you know, I pay attention and I want to know what the story is. And a lot of times they're like, please quit talking. But, you know, (laughs) I I also want, and I fuck up too, man. I sometimes will be loud and yell and, uh, you know, occasionally and, and they certainly saw some bad shit when their mom was living with it. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and I do two things. One, I, you know, I, I use the thing to watch myself, too, and think, boy, I'm a big, you know, I'm 6'2", I'm 250, uh, two, I'm a big dude, and I can be I- intimidating. And, uh, uh, you know, when I, get, when I get mad about something, and sometimes you just need to get fucking mad with them, mm-hmm. you know, with yourself, you know, sometimes it's okay to lose it and swear. But there's been times when I said, you know, I, I – I apologize about that. You know, I remember once he he is doing something and he and he he hit his sister. You know, they were fighting. And I said, go to your room. And he said, No, and he and he laid down the hall. My son is about five three. He's in eight or he's eight. He's about five three, he's about 135, hundred and thirty-five, hundred and forty pounds. He's a big kid. And he sat down in the hall, just laid down in the hall, and then we couldn't go about our you know. We need to go about the rest of the evening. I'm not going to let anybody ruin the whole night. And that's sort of how I live each day. Like each day is a gift. And if if you get, if you run into a wall, you just figure out a plan B. And he was laying there like, I'm not going to. And I just picked him up and took him to his room and sat in there with him, my back to the door. And he threw something at me and I threw it right back at him. And, but we sat and talked about it and, you know, made, made eye contact, which is, really important is something I ha- I've i always had to work at. And, uh, you know, we talk it through. And uh, and like I say, sometimes, uh, and when, when they see something that, that's way, that's lo- loony tunes from their mom with, uh, I will take a moment. And this is something my dad didn't do. I was raised by a single dad that did a lot of amazing things. Uh, uh, and our mom was uh, just a lunatic lo- looted- so a a drug addict. Uh, and she'd come over at Christmas and fall in the tree and shit like that. My dad just he, he would just laugh, you know. You want to take the high road? He also found her pretty amusing, but <laughs> but uh, but for me, I always understood. Oh, she's not a mother. Like I never even for the time I was four or three, I never bought into that. But my little sister did, and she yeah. was Lori's uh, idol, and that's how Lori ended up being the the queen of meth, as you see from the documentary series about her but what i'll do with my kids I'll, something happens that's off the charts in public free whatever and i'll say what just happened was not okay guys mm-hmm. i don't treat her like that i don't treat anybody like that i don't allow people to treat me like that i don't want you treating anyone like that and i will not allow people to treat you like that okay and we kind of do a okay and then we move on with our day yeah you know, but you just need to take a minute like you know, because it's so confusing for kids. I know it was for my sister who would hear something and then with her brain, the way she, you know, because she was like, oh, my mother is a is a god, a goddess, and she is my best friend. And, and that's my mother ended up taking her, making her marry a a, pedof- a 23-year-old pedophile when she was 14, driving her to Missouri. That's the kind of bad decisions alcoholics parent Alcoholic parents are sloppy. Yeah. It's not okay. And so you know that uh, that affected, but just to get a little reality of what just happened here, yeah. You know, we do with my kids because so many people recognize me when we mm-hmm. go anywhere, and people are very nice. But it's, it's my daughter is not a fan of it, and uh, and you know, um, but it's a different, you know. Uh, I, and I think this maybe with my son was. Three or four, and uh with we never watched Tom Arnold movies. Even mm-hmm. I have some good kid movies too, but uh, you know that was kind of their mom. But once she was out, I, he, he, we started. I said, "Well, here's something. Let's watch this together." Of course, my son likes anything with a gun, but uh, but they like, and and, uh, and I heard my son say this, and you you live your whole life to hear something like this. He was in the back seat. The kids had their car seats back there. I'm driving him to school. And he's good. he says on his iPad, "Hey." my dad is Tom Arnold, you know, and that, you know, it just in any, you know, it just, that is uh, that's a big win and, and uh, you know, as there, as you, you could have for my ego. And uh, so, you know, we go about, uh, we go about things, you know, every day is something.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is such a, you know, our podcast is, Skews on the silly side, mm-hmm. but just hearing you talk, I'm a dad. You, yeah, you, you look very proud. Uh, yeah. I am also a child of a, a a person who probably wasn't was on the rocky side. So everything everything you're yeah. you're hitting on, I I definitely identify with. I right,
1: also this we Good could part. just recreate what the last generation did, mm-hmm. which happens a lot, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, with my sister and with, or we could go, I want to do something different. And it takes work because when you grow up around all that stuff, you know, you're also like, I don't dig that, but it's easy to slide into whatever behavior. So I'm I'm half my dad, who's very, you know, conservative, funny. Yeah. uh, And half my mom, who's a lunatic. That's who I am. And I have to deal with that every single day.
0: Yeah. I, I I dig it, man. I feel like uh, in a, in another setting, I we you and I could go nuts about very similar upbringings. In that, just reverse it a, a little bit. My mom was both parents. Yeah, it happened to be both of those things. She was very sensitive, but also a, a fucking psychotic, yeah. crazy drug addict. Yeah, uh, and it was one of those things definitely affects. And then, like you said just now. It's it's easy to repeat. It's hard to it's hard to to correct those generations. Yeah.
1: Well, I remember I spent a lot of time with Frank Zappa, especially towards the end of his life, and, and they lived up but by, by us uh, on uh, Woodrow Wilson there, and his whole family. We'd go down there. I made a bunch of tapes. He's like, please, let's make tapes. And I think he knew he was gonna be was sick or mm-hmm. you know was in recovery from it, and you know he was very funny and. He did by HBO specials and, but I spent a lot of time with him and Gale and their family, and you would think coming from the Mothers of Invention, the music that he put out, you know, the first album I ever got was uh, Mothers of Invention, the album with, uh, uh, I know that the the chorus is uh, "Shut your fucking mouth about the length of my hair." My
0: grandparents
1: bought me that album, and I must have been nine or eight and they put it on at my grandparents house and sat on each side of me as soon as i heard the swearing i was like oh uh, yeah let me take that off they're like no no listen they didn't hear you know they weren't like <laughs> they weren't had never heard idiot bastard son they never but they liked that they'd gotten me an album and they were going to listen to it and uh, but you know getting to know him his kids you know you say i bet his kids are super wild that absolutely opposite yeah. you know they didn't even swear they were very nice kids. They didn't do drugs. They didn't do, you know, very, very, very nice family. And, and, uh, but also, but he and Gail were very open with them about the life.
0: And, yeah. you know, they
1: talked about it and they were open about uh, sex and drugs and rock and roll. And I think it, I think it's best to, you know, it, it, back in the day, parents were up here and the kids were over here and couldn't sit on the fucking furniture I do relate to that, you know, because my childhood, but I think that, you you know, parents start realizing we have this opportunity to, to teach about, you know, because I think that parents got more rock and roll probably, and they (laughs) lived a life. And so they're able to, to share that. I think that's what it is. How how the fuck do I know?
0: None of us know. We're just trying to do our best and correct a few mistakes along the way. Oh man. All right. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's ask a few dumb questions here. Do you okay, sing, okay. Around, do you sing around the house? Yeah. 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 Any particular or do you make up songs?
1: Oh, do I sing around the house? Yeah. I, oh, my kids hate my singing. I mean, I sing a lot of, uh, uh, McDonald's is my guy to place. I served that song. They serve me rattlesnakes and, and you know, those songs from the, uh, hamburgers up your nose, french fries between your toes. I could get my daughter to always sing with me, but it's the repetition. There's a song called, uh, hello, mother, hello, Fada" from yeah. Alan Sherman. And, you know, our drive to school, I, I don't know if you know what, uh, sunset is like <laughs> going to school, especially across the floor, but it's tight. It's slow. And we, we had a, a song list that the kids would get to pick songs that I'd get to pick one that we hear on the way, like, uh, I know my daughter was very into Call Me Maybe, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever, which is a very catchy song. But right. Hello Mudda, Hello Fata goes way back. and, uh, and uh, But but we she liked that. And then she liked Octopus's Garden. You know, I love uh, Ringo. You know, I, he's somebody I've I gotten to know out here too. And just the fun of that stuff and seeing your two-and-a-half, three-year-old daughter digging that music, uh, you know, but but and it was a great thing because each kid got one song at a time and we had to listen to the whole song. And then the next kid could get his song. And then dad yeah. got a song in every once in a while. So, you know, we do a, we try. I think singing is good. Singing and dancing. You know, we do. We do a little more of that than most people around here. Yeah.
0: Do you see how happy he looks? He looks yeah. so happy. I yeah. love it. It's infectious. I, I feel it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Speaking of hello, mother, hello, father. So, my, my daughter's seven. She's missing her front teeth. She, oh. it's, it's affecting the TH. And so, that song came up recently because she can't, she says father.
1: Like, I started singing. Pieces, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cute. That's yeah, cute. So well, I started singing that naturally. The whole teeth thing, the tooth fairy. And by the way, my kids know this. The Tooth Fairy has an open invitation to move in here with us because, you know, this is a Tooth Fairy is a real thing around here, as is Santa. And, and uh, I think it's important to keep, you know, each year you have to explain a little more, but we love the Tooth Fairy. Oh my God. I got to tell you. Yeah, we love the Tooth Fairy. And so, but she has an open invitation to move in with us anytime. And, and Megan the Stallion, too. Yeah, we heard that a little bit there. That little bit. So, <laughs> so that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. No. Uh, right.
0: speaking, of, speaking of rap music, we talked a lot about country and, and rock. You are a rap superstar. What kind of rap mu- hip-hop music do you like?
1: Well, I like a lot of uh, hip-hop <laughs> I like a lot of the, these women that are these newer-to-me newer, newer to me women. They're just fucking killer. And the reason I like Megan Stallion, A, her music is excellent. And be, you know, just like her point of view, you know, it <laughs> just, you know, I, I doubt I'm somebody that could uh, 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 satisfy her every need. But I have to say this I also watched her do a video from a library, maybe, where she was so sweet. She's like, oh, I'm going to say some bad words. And then, and then they're, they're all, I, I love that. And, uh, you know, I like, you know, I love DMX. You know, I worked with him a few times and, and, uh, you know his his song was the Lakers. Shaq was my next door neighbor. Shaq also tried to rap, but uh, it, but you know <laughs> there's songs where you go, oh uh, that that takes me back. You know, and uh, I love the, you know the guy I sold my house to was in uh, Lincoln Park, Mike Shinoda, and I love the song that they did uh, with uh, um, with uh, he's married are... to Beyonce. <laughs> <Jesse>. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> But I love that, that, that song, um, you know, because anytime you, and of Park has some rap elements, has, has some rap elements too. But, um, you know, I think um, there's so many people that, you know, I love mm-hmm. the old country guys too. I love mm-hmm. Alan Jackson. You know, I just, I I just, sometimes you see these guys and you're like, I just can't, and especially the oldest. I've got to spend time in Nashville and I had a bunch of TV shows on CMT, country music television. Right, right, Every right. show with redneck in a title, I hosted. My Big Redneck Family, <laughs> my Big Redneck Vacation, my Big Redneck Rehab, That's my Big redneck. And it was, you know, it was a such a great opportunity to get down there and, and uh, spend time with these folks. And my kids love uh, Lil Nas X more than anyone and and i know it's it's partly it's a big part because his music is excellent yeah you know, i like it because you know he's a he doesn't take any shit for anybody like yeah. you know and it's interesting to see how open he is about whatever and so i really respect that I, I like that my son and and uh my son especially just loves the music you know and loves the the videos that he could he uh could watch and uh, So I just, I really respect people. that are like, Hey, fuck you. Because that is rock and roll. It's like, fuck you. You know, everybody's talking about Eric Clapton now, uh, being an anti-vaxxer, but (laughs) which is crazy. (laughs) You know, him and Van Morrison are anti-vaxxers and they have got to be on the list of, you know, you, uh, uh, existing conditions. And they're very bad at him. People are like, we're rewriting his whole career, but you know, uh, but you know, Eric Clapton also started a, a very successful rehab center has done yeah. a lot for, you know, the shit that he does every day for people for real. I was down there. I spent a month down there. And it just the way he does it with the community where they're almost everybody's on scholarship from Antigua. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I have to weigh a lot of, of shit to get very mad at, uh, you know, to go, okay, I can't listen to Layla again. You got, you'd have to go through, you know, Why we still listen to Michael Jackson around here. My kids have no idea what he, you know, went on, but we, we listen to it because my kids like it.
0: I don't care. Let the music speak for itself. I have yeah. to make this joke. It's funny that Eric Clapton, we all know his past. He's like, the Vax is like, that's too much chemicals. You yeah, know? no, that's, <laughs> and
1: that's funny that everybody does that. They're like, well, if I get You're it, like, I'm going to get loaded up on the mono, uh, whatever, which is experimental. Yeah. And then I'm going to do this, but I'll tell you what, it's a sickness because, you know, I just heard from the, my kid's mom. She's like, yeah, I'm not okay with it. Cause I said, as soon as that five to 11 vaccine gets out, the kids get vaccinated. you yeah. yeah. going to have to in LA. It's like, I have not okay with that. I just said, it's not that I'm anti-vax. They always say that. I just don't like the government telling me what to do with my body. And even though these kids have had probably nine different vaccinations to, of course. to go to school, you know, uh, and so I sent her copies of, of notes she'd written me, you better make sure to get vaccinated. You better do this. Like, this is last year.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know,
1: you get influenced by people, um, um, you know, and people have a short memory. And they also, the people that don't, are anti-vax are anti-women's right to choose, which is fucking, if you are straight across the line, Nobody tells me anything to do with my body, then I could, I get that. You could go live wherever you wanted to live and start your own school. But if you have a problem with women and their right to choose, then you've, certainly, you certainly have to be a, a, in favor of fucking vaccinations, like forced vaccinations. Like, you know, yeah. so people are, you know, we're, you know, and I just want to get back to music and comedy live. Yeah, You know, it's still stumbling. The whole point is, fuck it. Let's all get fucking vaccinated. You know, I went to a football game in Iowa last weekend. Great game. We beat Penn State. 70,000 kids, you know, they stormed the field at the end. But, you know, everybody's got to get vaccinated at the University of Iowa. Yeah. So, okay, we got fucking vaccinated. Okay, let's get life back together. Oh, I'm mad I had to get vaccinated. Okay, you can be mad. But our common experience is music or being together. And and if you think that that the unvaccinated thinks they're going to get their own music, I mean, Eric Clapton, whatever, but you're, you're going to suck. All of your entertainment is going to suck because <laughs> the great people are right here. You know, yeah. they're smart. So, yeah.
0: Well, I just I saw, you know, who Nate Bargazzi is, I assume. Who is Nate? Remind me. Nate Bargazzi, he's a comic. Um, he's, a, he's a Nashville comic, too. I just saw him, but they were very strict to go in. Oh, he did? Okay, good. Yeah, and then uh, Abby just saw the County Crows. They were strict, too. But, yeah, that's what we do to have fun. We want to see the people yep. we love.
1: Yep. Yeah, the County Crows. I just – you know, I got my SOG list for my workout list, and, uh, you know, they're on there. And mm-hmm. uh, But, yeah, you just want to go have fun. Yeah. You know. Course. When I did my nine months – Adam Durris was dating, had been asking out Julianne Moore, who's one of my co-stars. And she's like, what do you think of this guy? What do you think? I go, I like that. I like at least one song. I really <laughs> like it. I, you it. I think you should do it. You know, I, I was going to say, that's my
0: favorite Tom Arnold film, is Nine Months. Yeah. yeah great film. That movie great fun. phenomenal. And holds up, too.
1: Yeah. We went to a, uh, Aerosmith, who I, I, I know those guys for a lot of reasons for a yeah. long time and they had a big concert outside of the county uh, we were filming that movie up in san francisco for yeah. about five months. hugh grant and i uh, uh went um with uh jeff goldblum and we got a, i got a helicopter for us so we flew down there and i'm not sure if julianne and uh Joni Cusack went, or, or, and i can't remember but we're seeing the concert and, and uh you know jeff goldblum's like uh Oh, man, I, you know, I know these guys, I, you know, I wanted to stay around and meet them after or say hi to them afterwards. We're like, we got it. There's a fucking hundred thousand people here. Yeah, we got to get the fuck out of here. And, uh, you know, that in that movie, Hugh Grant and I, uh, you know, we're friends and Jeff Goldblum <laughs> was the not friend. So we're doing that. And so we get ready. We're like, fuck it. We're leaving. Fuck it. And, and I go, where's Goldblum? I don't know. Fuck him. We're leaving him here. <laughs> And we got up and got out and kind of got, uh, took a look back at the venue, uh, you know, as we're getting ready to leave. And Goldblum is playing piano with with Aerosmith on stage. And we're like, fuck, okay, we got to stay. We got, he does know them. We're like before, like, he's so fucking full of shit. He doesn't know those guys. Fuck him. Let's leave him here, which is, would be a horrible thing to do to somebody. But then we're like, fuck, he does know them. We're going to, let's stay. Fuck him. <laughs>
0: oh man I have to ask when's the last time you brought a goldfish back to life
1: well you know the thing I, I, my I act don't ask started, what the
0: deal is with
1: Yeah, the, the <laughs> fabulous goldfisher Tom Arnold the fabulous goldfish review um yeah I uh, which I had live trade goldfish I'd see this guy Joel Hodgson when I was at the University of Iowa and he came down and he performed and he was just a brilliant comic and he did, you know, he was on SNL, he was on Letterman all the time, and he did this different kind of, and it was sort of a prop comic, but he was so brilliant. And he stayed in my, he, I, I'd opened for him there. They came over at our house and stayed in my house in my bedroom with, with us so he could save money at a an hotel. And he said, I said, what advice you have? He goes, be different. And so I looked over and I had a bowl, a bowl of goldfish, a goldfish tank. And I went, I'm going to be the fucking goldfish guy, whatever that is. And I would take him on stage to do tricks and stunts. And people, uh, <laughs> people, you know, one was, rode a motorcycle through a ring of fire. One was a sword swallower, obviously. But I got him out of the water. And, uh, and people eventually got very pissed off, which is, if you're from Iowa, you know, you throw carp away. Goldfish or carp. But people would be like, and plus I'd be so drunk doing it. And I'd be working with fire and all this stuff. And, uh, um, <laughs> and, but I, but, and then after the show, I put them in the trunk. And in Minneapolis, Iowa, it's fucking cold. And a lot of times they would freeze. And so, uh, um, you know, they, they, goldfish can freeze and then come back to life, some. But you better know where a fish store is. Because they do thought There is some sort of magical thing about that. But I had to do more than one show where they're all dead and just swirling around. Because I couldn't find a fish, fish store in a small town, so, yeah, Did, I, I I gave up the fish one day. I said <laughs> it's time to just be me. So that was good.
0: Uh, do any vid- Is there any video evidence of you and fish exist? Oh yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah? oh my goodness we're oh, yeah. you're gonna, you're
1: gonna
0: have yeah. to yeah. Abby, and
1: have I, be... sang him. I sang with them. I sang the some Herb Albert uh, and the Tijuana Brass songs. Da, 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 da. That was my theme song. These are the goldfish and my name is Tom. These are the goldfish. I know that we're going to get along. The Fabulous Goldfish. Yeah, they've got magic suspense, stage, or drama. It's true. They're the kings of the aqua comedy world. And they called that the Fabulous Goldfish Review. And I uh, had <laughs> a tube song. My close, my off, walking off stage music was t- a great song by the tubes. Talk to you later. Uh, uh, and, and so that seemed very cool, especially when I was in college. But uh, yeah, I had all those Herb Albert uh, uh, songs, and
0: <laughs>
1: it was silly. But it was a good way to get me started. Like, it got me noticed by Letterman. It got me, you know. And then eventually, you're like, shit, it's gonna. It's much easier to be yourself, and then, you know, instead of trying to be Joel Hodgson, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever pooped in a porta pot Fuck yes. I almost did this last weekend in Iowa. They let <laughs> me into the. To the uh the basketball uh stadium uh but i put i've shit many port-a-pots many many some nice some disgusting my buddy bo who was with me went right in there um a million times a million, a million times, times. <laughs> you know it's funny there's a lot of peeing outside here at this house and i did show up but my son peed on the tree outside first before he broke the thing and you know how kids, they drop their pants all the way down. So it's just his butt sticking out. But I have a, uh, you know, uh, peeing outside is is highly recommended. And, uh, and getting get your hands dirty is highly recommended. Porta potties, they're better than they were when they first started. First of all, my buddies, I'd go in, we'd all have to go in. And then you start fucking with the guy in there, shaking the yeah. thing. But you, you go in there ready to go. You go in, and you probably need to carry some kind of uh, uh, napkin with you in there just in case they don't have. And man, you know, you get in there and get that thing locked and you, you got to have your pants down and, you know, maybe be crowning before you get in there just ready to, <laughs> to rock. I mean, it's horrible disgusting, but you know, uh, people have sex in those. Not, and not a little bit of people, a lot. And, uh, you know, it's not much different than an airplane bathroom.
0: Yeah, but it's, it is a bit different because of it's, it's what's still in there. What's still floating oh, yeah. around in there.
1: Yeah, yeah that is true. It, uh, you know, they got some really nice porta-potties now you see uh, <laughs> backstage at concert. They're still porta-potties. But you yeah. try not to think. If you think too much about anything. I worked on the kill floor of a meat packing plant for three years at high school. I could tell you what's in sausage, what's in spam, what's in your meat. What is in your meat? You don't want to fucking hear it. You don't want to hear. You know, I also know because of being a farmer what's in your vegetables, <laughs> what, how, how they get those fucking vegetables to grow in sand, and it's you know you don't want to know everything. No. So you know, if you, to think about what's down there, you know the funny story I ever heard was somebody stole the the shit out of Johnny Depp's porta potty for money, and I'm like, well that's a that's a level of fandom that I, I am not interested in. But you Google it. It might be an urban legend, but...
0: It was Abby. Abby did it. She she got Yeah. Down.
1: I love Johnny Depp, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, a- okay, here, here's a... Johnny a- Depp is another actor that must be a musician. And, yeah. you know, Alice Cooper... There's a documentary series called... Uh, a documentary movie that Mike Myers directed about our buddy, Shep Gordon, who's a famous, prolific... Uh, uh, a, a music manager he's always had alice cooper but he started with janice joplin these people and he's been just a big and to watch his career is called uh um uh, the legend of shep gordon okay. you really got to see it's crazy and and uh what he's done he's a great fucking dude but you know <laughs> you know there's a, uh, uh, you know things happen disgusting things happen yeah. Sometimes.
0: Disgusting, <laughs> real disgusting.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, After- if you got a shit, let me tell you something. You got a fucking shit. You got a shit. You got a shit. You, you know, gotta try gotta- to do it at home. We do it at home here. We do our best. But if you have an emergency situation, you know, and I know this from being a father, drive my kids up over Mulholland every day to school. You sometimes one of those kids gets an emergency situation. Once I got out of their diapers, you know, and I just fucking pull over. I got a big towel. Open their door. Get, Block them, and whatever they had to do right there on the side of the road, because I wouldn't lose my place. <laughs> and, and I will say this: uh, almost yeah, every God. time my son had my son had to pee, emergency pee, I would help him get it back in, and then it triggered something in me where I'm like, "Fuck, now I got to do it." And we, I pissed in parking lots and side of roads with my kids, and you know, because it triggers. You know, <laughs> it's a uh, Pavlov's dog. You know, he's sitting there peeing comfortably, and I'm like, "Fuck, I gotta pee." I got to, I got to pee right now. I'm going to do it. So, yeah. You know, I got to pee whatever. right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, after you get a haircut, are you one of those people that have to take a shower right away or can you just go
1: on living your life? Um, I can go on living my life for a little bit. I mean, i take a shower that day. I got a haircut last week. She came over. She also put some dye in it, which I I'm not a which, you know, just a little bit of... So I did have to wash it after that. I did go into... And I always... I, last time she came, I just stuck my head in with, a, with a, you know, the thing they put over you. Yeah. And it dredged it. I tried to do the easiest shower ever where I stuck my head in the shower and soaked up. But I didn't even take the, the thing off I, or my shirt or anything. I should have. And I was being super lazy. But I could do you know, there's a lot of things I could do, uh, it, as long as I take a shower at night. So, you know, I don't have enough hair to, you know, to, but I, I, it does grow fast what hair I have. So yeah, I, I would take a shower before bed and, uh, and my kids, uh, I, I don't believe every day you have to get, take a bath either, you know, we, wash up the rough spots and, uh, I think it's okay if the kids are, yeah. you know, we'll do a lot of pool stuff and via the pool. And I'll consider that the bath for all of us sometimes.
0: Yeah. It, the pool washes. Yeah. I was just saying no. this. pool counts. I'm counting. Yeah.
1: Um, how do you feel about raisins? I like them. Yeah. I like raisins a lot. Yep. I like raisins. I like green grapes. I like uh, raisins a lot.
0: Wow. Okay. What about yeah. like, uh, the yogurt color covered raisins?
1: Oh, fuck excellent excellent (laughs) it seems like you're eating healthy but you know i could eat a whole the 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 whole bucket thing of those because it's the illusion oh my god this is yogurt on raisins how could that be fattening but it's all sugar sugar, you know but i like yogurt covered peanuts better but Mm -hmm. you know i'll do i'll do raisins how do you feel about wasabi flavored i don't like like wasabi Mm -hmm. fucking anything (laughs) i don't like wasabi the first time i had wasabi In 1987, Roseanne came back to uh, Minneapolis. I had my going away shows. You know, Mm -hmm. like you do. I was going out to write her show. She came back to perform so you could raise a bunch of money for me. And we went out afterwards. And um, they, you know, I I never eat sushi. But people were eating sushi. And then they had also had chips. And there was a big pile of grease up there, which I thought was uh, guacamole. And I fucking dug a chip into it and fucking ate it. And... It was so, you know, it was so fucking hot, and uh, and I think it damaged me a little bit. And then years later, I did a show called Hot Hotwoods on mm-hmm. the internet, yeah, yeah. and I knew I knew going in that uh, um, I think uh, two chains or somebody I was working at Vice the at time they had not finished, and I and uh, uh, I was like, I'm gonna fucking eat all ten of these. You know, when I worked at the Bee packing and Platt, I ate a lot of. They go, we go to the locker room and they have bets. Can you eat? And people grew hot peppers in Iowa, fucking hot. And if you could eat them, you'd win $5 or $20. And uh, so I knew going in, I'd watched a couple episodes of it. They're 10, one through 10 is how hot the hot sauce is. And there are little uh, chicken wings, which I love to eat. And I ate one too. It's fine. The interview is going fine, fine. And then about seven, something, I knew something was terribly wrong. And it's also great because it takes you off your game. It's a great interview. I I enjoy watching people do that interview with that Sean guy, because, you know, he had come along, you're doing your bits and all of a sudden, fuck, you are in pain and you can't be the rest of the interview. You got to be like honest in a way, you know, because you are suffering and, and you're this. And, uh, and at the end of it, um, you know, they, they're like, Oh my God, you made it. And I, you know, you can, you can watch for yourself. And then they're like, I'm going to take your mic off and go, no, no, don't, don't get it. I know it makes no sense, but I'm fucking angry at you and don't get near me until this shit calms down. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, it took a bit, uh, 40 minutes, but then there was a serenity to it or a sort of, a a good feeling after, cause I thought it was never going to end. like, and it did fuck up my taste buds. Like, I'm very sensitive to uh, hot stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Did it fuck up? Uh, did you have to use a porta potty after that? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> and I, and, uh, you know, I, 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 I like going to the bathroom every day. I want to tell you, I drink a big thing of prune juice. And, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I, I time it because for that next hour, I got to be near something uh, familiar. Yeah. But I'm a big believer, you know, when I go on the road, I'm going to go uh, make a movie in, in London next week. And some countries don't have produce. Like, I did two movies in Italy where they're like, what is, we don't have, we have grape juice. We I go, no, no, I need fucking, here's what the bottle looks like. Please fly it in here. Because I go about three days and then I'm going to be very crabby. So, yeah, I'm all for, you know. And if we had a porta potty here, my son and I'd be using it. Just because bathrooms are full sometimes and it'd be funny and uh it's easy, you're out playing in the back. Who fucking wants to come in, do all that stuff and you could just do it right right there.
0: I couldn't agree more. I think you should get your own uh, line of porta potties. Tom Arnold's
1: I would. I would we need the guy that from sit here, Johnny or whatever it's called. Yeah. Is fucking rich, man. That guy. Yeah.
0: Um, more food questions. Uh, what do you think is the most
1: underrated candy bar? (sighs) Underrated, you know, the,
0: uh, Duffy. We asked the hard, uh,
1: well, the classics. you know, uh, uh, salted nut rolls are really, really good. Is that the name of it? It's all nuts on the outside. Oh, I had, uh, peanuts on the outside. Um, Um,
0: Baby Ruth or? Oh, no, no. Baby
1: Ruth has chocolate. Dayday. No, no. Dayday. Baby Ruth's are good. And Butterfingers are fucking excellent. Butterfingers are probably underrated. But my kids are like, we don't like Butterfingers. We don't like, you know, because the, they have to the do, they have uh, Twix and Kit Kats, and that, that yeah. stuff from, but, you know, uh, Stickers and Butterfingers are solid gold, man. Yeah. Solid gold.
0: Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Okay. Uh, back to Farley. Okay. Your F- Farley's Chippendale sketch. Or Farley's yeah. uh, Motivational speak- Speaker sketch.
1: Brady close. His Chippendale sketch was probably better because it was a one-off. And yeah. that week he called me and said, fuck, they want me to fucking take my shirt off with Patrick Swayze and they're going to make fun of me. And, and uh, what do you think? And I said, well, uh, it, it, you know, I'll be the fat guy, which he is I always used that as an excuse. I mm-hmm. said, well, if you're going to be the funniest fucking fat guy ever, then do it. Yeah. And he really was. And he's just – and it's so uh, – you know, uh, it's such a sweet video, too, because Patrick uh, Swayze is excellent, too. And, and, and Patrick Swayze looks as weird as Chris Farley in it. To me, yeah. a guy from Iowa. Yeah. You know, like that. And what is – I get to get to Chris Farley, but how the fuck do you get to Patrick Swayze? And, uh, and I thought it was great, but the motivational speaker – you know, a solid gold, And his impression of me was very good, too. I
0: always loved uh, the Chris Farley show because I thought that was his more him where he was, like, timid yeah. and asking the questions of, like, you know, Paul McCartney. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. He had... Part of it was timid like that. Yeah. But a big part of it was the other way. He'd go... we would go somewhere to a party and he'd be like, I'm not going to entertain anybody. I'm fucking just... Not, nobody, I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to fucking... Uh, you know, i j I'm not here for that. And I'd go, that's fine. Why are you telling me? And then five minutes later I could hear him like, Hello, everybody. You know, like he he wanted <laughs> to be both things, which who doesn't? We all yeah. like, like to be both things.
0: Yeah. yeah. Great. He's guy. My, my all-time favorite. And I, I asked that question because I knew you had a hand in the in the Chippendales. And uh, yeah, just wanted to pick your brain a little bit. Um, you share a birthday. Do you know who you share a birthday with? You mentioned one of them,
1: actually. Shaq. Shaq. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Shaq. Uh, um, Shaq. Leonardo Vichy. David Gilmore.
0: Yeah. Rob Reiner. Oh, yeah, that's cool.
1: Yeah, and, yeah Rob, Rob. And
0: D.L. Hughley. Hughley. Oh,
1: yeah, D.L. Yeah. Hughley. Yeah, he's funny. Uh, yeah.
0: If you were going to have help blowing out your birthday candles with one of them, who you choose then? Uh...
1: So dumb. Uh, a dumb I mean, you know, I knew, like I said, I lived next to Shaq for eight years. and wow. that was The whole time playing for the Lakers. I just loved him. Um, you know, I, I love DL too. And uh, Rob Reiner is a good, really solid, good guy. I don't know David Gilmore, but I know who he is. I know his music. And I know that <laughs> he's went through some interesting thing with Bandmate With the bandmates. So he might be he might be the most interesting to, to do it with. Yeah. You know, all right, how, good courage up. Yeah.
0: Uh, how many bugs do you think you've killed in your life by per, on purpose or by accident?
1: Well, when I was young, we uh, we would go down to all the kids down to the church parking lot, get on a bus and then be driven 30 miles away from uh, from our parents and, and put in the middle of a cornfield with drifter. Like there's people that come by migrant workers, drifters, they, adults. Mm-hmm. And they put us kids. I was 12, 13, and we loved it because we got paid. But they, uh, how little, you know, I'm the oldest of seven. This is how little kids were thought of back then. A crop duster would come over our heads and spray while we're in the middle of the field. They wouldn't go, hey, everybody out. We're going to do No, no. You just to keep working. And my hair would be wet from yeah. pesticide. And so – I've been a part of a lot of bugs, you know, I just, but I did just kill a a wasp nest fell down outside here. And my daughter hates bugs with a bunch of wasps on it. And I just took a big brick and slammed it down. So I just did that today. And uh, on the other hand, my son and I, we go out at night looking for pine cones. That was one of our collection things over the years. And and at night, some bugs come out from the grass onto the sidewalk and they're these beautiful beetles, and they come out, and my son and I would get down on the ground and look at them, and then uh, he'd say, I'm going to smash you. I go, no, no, don't, no, no, just look at them, look at them, and then you'll never want to smash them, and I had this great moment with my son where I'm teaching him, you know, look at, the, they got their whole families up there in the, in the grass, and they're coming down here to get some food or whatever, and then he he got it, and then as we stood back up, my son just accidentally just crushed him with his foot oh. and i just i was like that is a just a metaphor for for any parent you know you yeah. do your best but yeah. i've killed a lot of bugs and i have no problem killing bugs just like i have no problem going in a fucking uh, porta potty there's a lot of worse <laughs> shit you know there's a lot of worse yeah, shit. But... Right. indeed
0: so this is my favorite question um and i was blown away by this research uh, there are a ton of funny people from Iowa. Do you know? Uh, yeah. Like, okay. I'm just going to do a little no. list. My friend, Brooks Whelan. Oh Steve yeah, Brooks. Yeah. Steve Higgins, Johnny Carson, Gene
1: Wilder. Like it's you. It's- Cloris Leachman. Fucking Cloris Leachman's from uh, Des Moines. I just did. I did her last movie that comes out this fall. High holiday. Um you know, Ron, uh, what's his name from Office Space? Ron Underwood? Is that his name? Livingston. Very, huh? Livingston, I mean. Yeah. I apologize. apologize, Ron. He's very funny. Yeah. Uh, but Great there's luck. a bunch of, what's that?
0: I was going to ask, do you watch Loudermilk? I think you would like it. His oh, that? I will. It's um
1: It's a recovery show. It's very funny. Oh, it is. Oh, good. We're watching uh, the Squid Games. <laughs> okay. My kids. It's fucking, my kids heard about it on TikTok. It's pretty violent. It's pretty, you know, it's, it's yeah. a South Korean with subtitles and, you know, but yet I'm just like, and my kids, my son likes watching this with me. This, it's a series. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of things that are metaphors for things that happened. It's also very bloody, but, you know, the fact, it's kind of a slow go and I'm very, it's very cool that my son wants to watch this with me and be at Halloween. Yeah one of the killers, I guess that's not a, <laughs> that's not, but, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of funny people so from funny Iowa, people, you know,
0: funny people from Iowa. Like I was blown away. I don't even have a question. I was just like, I got to talk about this with him. And... Well,
1: Jason Momoa is from Des Moines. He won't admit it. Yeah. Aquaman, but I know him and he's actually very fucking funny too. Um, but he's like, yeah, I'm from Hawaii. I go, you're not really though. Did you go there in high school or some shit? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm from Hawaii. I go, that's, but you're not because once you're from Iowa, you're from Iowa, even though, you know, uh, Johnny Carson moved to Nebraska when he was very young, but you know, John Wayne was from Iowa. You know, we just, I I just think it's important to uh, whoever, you know, has an Iowa connection. You know, we have the great Iowa writers workshop there, whoever comes. And by the way, uh, uh, these great writers, i know you know that that right kirk Vonnegut. i met kirk Vonnegut a long time ago and uh, i said why iowa and he said because of the women <laughs> <It's really laughs> because they go there and they have this second life with people right and they're like yeah we're here for the iowa writers workshop which is incredible and we also like the women and i will say this growing up uh because we it's the reason people are funny we worked on a farm if you together we did uh, uh, horseback uh, competition. We did everything with the the girls. It was us and them. And you had to count on the person next to you. And if a 14-year-old girl's dad was a farmer and he died, it would be fucking on her. So everybody, there wasn't this weird, oh, girls over here and boys over here. And our girls' sports were even more popular than the boys. You know, people really... And so, you know, you grow up around that. And bands also will tell you they like playing in Iowa <laughs> mm-hmm. for the, you know, same reason Salt Lake City, because the people that go to fucking concerts go to our fucking fans, and
0: yeah. the women
1: are super fans. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, yeah. Man.
0: Oh goodness! What I could talk about, uh, the Rogersburg
1: oh, yeah. stuff too? Hey guys. Yeah, it's amazing. Hey, yeah. Jack's, just, Christmas Jack's Christmas. has sixteen Christmas trees, right? Seventeen. 17. Seven. you know we're Jewish. He has 17 christmas trees and gonna, he's setting a, he's in charge of christmas and man when he has a a task or a job and i said you can be in charge of christmas it's yours i did that a few years ago and he's, he's added to his collection and i didn't want him to go up before halloween but we made a deal that we would decorate he could decorate for christmas and but we don't do decorate for halloween this year we go trick-or-treating but we're not going to do the outside of the house and so you know, it's, uh, he, you know, he gets home from school. He does, uh, puts up some stuff. And there's a lot of hauling for these trees. And we don't have as big a yard. Our last house had a big yard where I would give him a shovel. He would just dig holes in the back. Yeah. He'd be so amped yeah. up. And it's a very effective thing to do. I'd fill them in. He'd redig dig them, you know. And if you get a kid to do that, you know, and all of this stuff. Anyway, it's important to him. We love Santa Claus. Uh, <laughs> He's bringing another know. one. What else you got, son? No. Okay, but you should see. I'll send you the whole living room. There got a pinkwood, two pinkwoods, a whitewood, a blackwood, a but purple. purple. What's that one? Multicolored for my gay his gay uncle Chris, my my brother and his husband. Rainbow, rainbow. got rainbow man, Eight. got one for Sasha, got one for uh, uh, Rosa, who's our uh, beloved housekeeper slash daddy, and yeah, yeah. So there you yeah. go. This yeah. is uh. I
0: have to ask, what's next for, for Tom Arnold? I'm right
1: going now, to, or... Yeah, you know, I go, go on to London to make a movie called uh, I Don't Even. It just happened. And, uh, um, you know, it's uh, it's working with a director I worked with or a, a producer I worked with before. And it just came up today. And that's uh, the, the thing about my business is really the next yeah, phone call like could be. Tree. What's that, honey? That's yeah, I got a blue tree. Blue tree, yeah, we got blue tree in the corner. I don't know if you can see it over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he has. Uh, so that's what I'm gonna do. I'm kind of. I wish stand up was opened up completely, um, but until then, I'm doing. I do. I started doing these autograph shows, which are a whole different world, which I genuinely uh, uh, enjoy. Monster calm and these things, and it's just the people get dressed up, man. The people that are fans of this stuff, they're really fans, and they get up. Uh, they'll ask you questions about movies I don't even remember doing. And so I enjoy that. And, uh, you know, and then we're just getting ready for the holidays. That's uh, around here. So, man, that's like, Tell me the name of the movie again. I uh, Sasha! Here's the script. It's called uh, The Abomination. The Abomination. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. We'll promote it. So hold on. <laughs> here. All right. Let me just hang that up. All right, guys. All Um, right. Well, thank you
0: so very much. For real, this has been so much fun, man. Thank you so very much. Yeah.
1: Thank you, guys, very, very much. Good luck to you. It's Tom Arnold, but call me Big Wasabi. Sushi to your lobby. Fuck. That's my assistant. We are not fucking just yeah. Clarity to your chicken heads is still plucking. Now, it does discussion. Single dad, Jeez. but I'm still sucking. Can't masturbate without interruption. The kids have to eat something. There's 14 up me fucking. How many times can I clean the kitchen and the office? good show
0: yeah okay next question what's your wife's maiden name
1: which one The second floor, the the trampoline went all broke.